Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode number 17, The Satanic Global Elite. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell, and once again, I am not with Zena this week. We've got the holidays going on right now, so she's busy with her family. But don't worry, she will be back for the next episode. The Warrior Princess will not be gone for long. But I thank you for tuning in today and listening. Hope you are having a very happy new year because we've just started 2021. And we're going to start the year off right, as promised, with this episode, the first episode of Season 2, The Satanic Global Elite. As I discussed at the end of last year, we are going to start talking about the rulers of the darkness of this world and why things do not seem to ever get any better no matter what we do. I'm going to base my podcast today off of a passage in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to start reading in verse 1. This is a New Testament epistle that was written by the Apostle Paul. And he was talking about the latter days and the last days, and we may very well be in the last days. Uh, There's been hundreds of people over time that have thought they were in the last days, so I may just be one more of many, and I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's okay. Uh, The Bible's true, regardless of what I make as a mistake. So we're going to read in verse 1, Paul writes, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And he says, from such, turn away. Boy, that's a scathing indictment on the humanity of the last days. And I think when you measure those things out, I mean, men have always been covetous or boasters or proud, but this indicates that it's going to be worse than ever. And I believe you're seeing that. I believe the satanic global elite are comprised of these attributes that we just read. It sounds like you're reading a, a list of Congress or, the, or any global governance organization or any nation's governing organization. 
because that's how arrogant these people are. They think they know what you need better than you do. So they're becoming fierce. They're becoming proud. They're becoming high-minded. And that's how I see all politicians today. They are all wicked individuals. And I'm trying to expose them that there's people pulling their strings. They're greedy. They're arrogant. And they do not care who they hurt. And I base this and my entire political philosophy on the book of Luke chapter 4. I've referred to this before, but I'm going to keep going back to it over and over again so that the truth of it will sink in for my listeners. This is when Jesus Christ was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days by the devil. And here's one of the temptations in verse 5. It says, And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. You think about that. Time travel. All the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So Christ rebuked the devil and did not worship him. He rejected the offer, of course. But he didn't rebuke the truth of the statement that all this power is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. You don't get power and glory over the kingdoms of the world without Satan. If they're his to give, then they're not given except to those who worship him. That is clear to me. So when people become so powerful that they can buy and sell nations or destroy nations' economies or attack other nations unprovoked and destroy those countries, there is something satanic going on. When people become so powerful that they control all the means of communication or all the wealth or all of the power, Satan is involved in that, and those individuals that are given this power are worshiping him. And I believe they know they are. It's not some sort of accident or I wasn't aware. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4. Last week I talked about the kingdoms, the five kingdoms, and the fifth kingdom is the kingdom of Christ or the kingdom of heaven. Well, right after Jesus Christ was tempted in the wilderness and he rejected the offer of Satan. It says in Matthew 4, 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was Jesus's message for three and a half years in Israel. He was calling that nation to repentance so that they could receive that kingdom and they would become a kingdom of priests. Israel would be the, the head of the nations under Christ and they would rule over the nations for a thousand years. And they will. They will again. But that nation at the time, Israel, did not receive Christ as king, and they rejected him, and they crucified him. But leading up to that, John the Baptist began to preach the same message about six months before Jesus began to preach it. 
he had a ministry in Israel as well. He preached in Jordan or by the Jordan River and he baptized there. And in Matthew chapter 11, they were speaking about him. And then he brought this up. He said in verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. So from the days of John the Baptist, when he began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when Jesus then also began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven was suffering violence, it said, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven was taken by Satan and his angels through the men through the governmental powers of Israel and through the Roman Empire that were all involved in crucifying Jesus Christ. After he rose from the dead because they couldn't defeat him, he ascended up to the Father until the time would be right for him to come back as the fifth kingdom, the stone cut without hands in the book of Daniel. For now, the kingdom of heaven is a throne that has been usurped by Satan. The legitimate king, Jesus Christ, has ascended back to the Father where he sits at his right hand in the third heaven. But Satan, the god of this world, controls the kingdom of heaven, and all the nations of the earth are vying for being the top dog. In Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to begin to see the power behind these top dogs in verse 12. Paul writes, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I cannot emphasize enough the truth and the power of this statement. This world is ruled over by darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. There is unimaginable wickedness going on by the governing members of this planet. We see sometimes it's exposed when there's some sort of a politician that's uh, caught in the act of embezzlement or cheating on his wife or something like that. You have no idea how deep it goes when you climb the ladder and you get above the ranks of the billionaires of this world who themselves are doing very wicked things. But when you get into the Ten Kings and the global elite, we're talking about satanic occult practices that you need to strengthen your heart to be aware of what's going on. They literally worship Satan, and there's pedophilia, and there's human sacrifice going on. There's unimaginable horrors going on in the dark, deep halls where the occult is being practiced. And I'm going to try my best to expose as much of that as I can in coming future episodes. So when I say, are you ready to take the red pill? I'm not joking. It is something that is very hard to swallow. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Remember we discussed this before. The Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. If evil begins with Lucifer, then it started because of his desire and love for money. Money brings power. He wanted power. He wanted to be God. 
God created all the wealth there is in the universe. He owns all the gold and silver. He's got a city that's made with gold and precious stones. I mean, he's wealthier than anything we can imagine. And we think, oh, God doesn't have wealth. God loves the beauty of what he created. That's why there's gold. That's why there's silver. That's why there's emeralds and diamonds and rubies and gems. That's why they adorn the walls of this city, New Jerusalem, and why the streets are paved with gold. God made it because it's beautiful, and it's something that he desired we participate in. But the love of money... The desire to have money so that you can have power over people, that's evil. And what do you do when you have so much money, when you have trillions of dollars? What would be held back from you? You could have anything you want. When you can own anything you want, the only thing left to covet is power and control over people. The satanic elite are driven by money and their desire to have control over you. They're all vying to be the one that is number two under their God, Lucifer. And therefore, there's a reason why in the book of James, chapter 5, he gives such a scathing indictment on rich people. He says in verse 1, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered. And the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye've heaped treasure together for the last days. So we know that when he's talking about these rich men that are corrupted, it's from the last days. All the books from Hebrews through Revelation deal with the last days. And so these are the rich men of the last days that apparently are so rich, they're doing these corrupt things. Notice verse 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Ye've lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye've nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. This is what's coming. These satanic global elites are these rich men here who are going to be destroyed by God, and thank God they are. It's going to be just and deserved when they are thrown into the lake of fire for the abominations that they're creating as we speak. They plan and they plot. People think, oh, that's conspiracy. Let me tell you something. There is no such thing as accidents in history. I don't believe in the accidental view of history Things happen by design. God's already planned the whole thing out. Don't you think Satan is trying to do the same thing? There's time and chance, I agree. You can accidentally step off the curve and get hit by a bus. But God knew the moment of your death. God knew the time. That's why there's no reason to fear these silly things like this pandemic. Because your time to go is going to be exactly as God has appointed it. It's better to trust Him than in men. We're going to turn to the book of Revelation chapter 6, and we're going to read in verse 15. It says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? 
Now, I realize he mentioned the bondmen and the freemen there, but he lists first the great men, the kings, the rich men, the chief captains, and the mighty men. They're listed first because they're going to get theirs first. When the Lord comes back, these evil satanic elite are going to be judged for the crimes that they have committed and are going to be getting worse about and bolder and, and more audacious and more outgoing because they're coming out from behind the shadows. They're not going to remain a cult for much longer. Their belief is that the time is right for them to step out into the mainstream and be seen for who they are. They absolutely believe in symbolism, and symbolism is extremely important to them. And we're going to be talking about satanic and occult symbolism all over modern culture today, eventually. And you're going to be seeing that there is much to be revealed through their symbolism. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, and we'll read in verse 1 again. I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. We talked about this last episode in the five kingdoms, and this is the fourth kingdom, and the ten horns of the ten kings they're going to arise out of the sea, out of humanity. They will be revealed. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. They will be the top echelon of the satanic global elite. These are going to be the ones that may very well not just be kings as we think of historically or traditionally, but what about kings of financial empires? or kings of media empires. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2 says, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, anyone rebellious and rejecting God is a child of disobedience. But you think about the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan and his angels, the principalities and powers. 
It's the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And I think about that phrase, the power of the air. What does that mean? Why is he the prince of the power of the air? Well, you think about air, and we breathe it, of course, but in the air, in the atmosphere, we have wireless communications. We have broadcast, television, internet, cable, radio. It's a medium. It's a means to disseminate information, airwaves. Prince of the power of the air, as in airwaves. Just over 20 years ago, there were over 300 different media companies, television stations, independent stations, newspapers, radio stations, you name it. Now, only six corporations own and control all U.S. media. National Amusements, Disney, Time Warner, Comcast, News Corp, and Sony. Those six companies control all of the media and information that is disseminated there, except for the few independent websites or bloggers or whatever that are out there, podcasts. There's radio shows too, but you think about all these things are all owned by a handful of people. Then who controls the dissemination of information? There's six tech giants, if you really want to get down to it. Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Twitter. The amount of wealth these companies alone have is essentially controlling all either information or commerce for the most part. When you think about that and you think about how much control these individual corporations have, well, somebody's in charge of these corporations, and these corporations make decisions. And right now, we're seeing companies all over kowtowing to this current paradigm of fear and propaganda and you know racial inequality and things like that, uh, the pandemic, uh, the social injustice, all these things. And their answers are not to go back and do what would work. Not to go back and pass laws of equity and justice as Dr. King uh, was promoting through peaceful revolution, as, as uh, men like uh, Nat Cole and Louis Armstrong promoted through love and through music uh, and, and trying to get people's hearts changed. It's now being forced in a way that's creating more chaos, more tension, more division. And it's wrong. And it's not that they can't see it. It's that they don't care. They're after money. They're after power. They're after control. If we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we read in verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that's Satan, he's the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan uses the mechanisms and devices of this world, media, corporation, power, money, science, education system, government, to blind the minds. He doesn't want you to see the spiritual battle being waged. He doesn't want you to know there's about to be a war in heaven between Michael and his angels and the dragon 
and his angels. He doesn't want you to see the deception that's being put upon you by government and corporations. This is an oligarchy in in the United States. We're not a constitutional republic anymore. We're supposed to be, but we're not. Corporations control your politicians. They own them. And people higher than that own the corporations. That's the satanic global elite. You're going to begin to get a picture of just how deep the deep state really goes. It's deeper than you could imagine. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we read in verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. People think of the devil as red and scaly with a bifurcated tail and a hay fork. That's just a, a, an image designed to distract you from who he really is. He's an angel. He's a fallen angel, but he can be transformed into an angel of light. He's appealing to people. People are drawn to Satan and they don't even realize it. They're worshiping the bringer of light, Lucifer, and they don't even see that it's evil. And so he has ministers And they're transformed as the ministers of righteousness. These global elite can appear, if they appear and when they appear, as though they are the best thing that has ever been presented to humanity. They're going to be transformed as though they're ministers of righteousness. But what they're after and what they're doing is pure evil. Back in the same book, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, we read something about those that are involved with Satan. He says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan has devices. His aim is to control the mind. Mind control techniques have been perpetrated on the world's population for many decades, probably centuries. And we're going to get into some of that at some point when we talk about Project Paperclip. But I'm not going to try to get into that now. I just want you to know that everything is designed to shape and shift and control the way you think, to blind you, whether it's television, whether it's radio, whether it's news media, and that's one of the biggest perpetrators, and uh, advertisements, all of this is designed, Facebook, you name it, it's designed to shape you and to change the way you think and predict the choices that you'll make and try to govern you into the direction they want you to go. Ultimately, you're seeing it now. This pandemic was a means test. It was designed to see just how gullible the population would be to go into such fear and panic over a cold virus. There was a pandemic in 1958 that killed a million and a half people. There was a pandemic in 1968 that killed a million point six people. They didn't lock down and shut down everything. The number of people that have died globally over COVID is about the same. It's happened before, folks. This unreasonable fear that has been placed in you by the media and by the heads of state 
was designed on purpose to control you and to see, is the world population ready for us to step into the limelight? We're going to create the chaos and bring order out of the chaos. And the world has willingly surrendered so much of its liberty and its life, and businesses were destroyed, all because of a lie. The world population is ready for the strong delusion that's coming, and I'm trying my best to get people to see what's coming. Go to Revelation chapter 3 with me, and we read in verse 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. The synagogue of Satan there has to do with the fact that Satan has a church. He has an assembly. They're going to claim to be Jews, but they're not. They're not truly Jews. So whoever the synagogue of Satan is, they're actively involved in the end times there. Here's what we know about Satan. He's the god of this world, so he's worshipped by the world, or at least by some people in the world. He blinds the mind of people, and that's mind control. That's one of his devices. He is transformed into an angel of light. And today the world is drawing towards socialism, liberalism, environmentalism, thinking that's the answer, that's the hope man has, as though it's an angel of light. But all that has ever done has brought death. He has ministers that are transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Those ministers are government, corporations, big tech. And he uses devices, the media, fear to control you. And he has a synagogue, an occult assembly. All of this is matching what we've already read and saw last week, but we'll read it again in the book of Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which will arise out of the earth. We talked about those in the composite at the end when the final beast comes up. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Meaning when God returns, his kingdom is going to destroy these satanic global elites. There's a king that rises up. There's a horn that rises up out of these ten kings. And in verse 25, it says, He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a times and times and the dividing of times. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. These ten horns are the ten kings that are going to arise. They're going to be these individuals we're talking about. They're going to be the ten chiefs among the satanic global elite. They're going to give their power to the beast or the Antichrist, which is the little horn that rises up to speak great words against God, against the Most High. And he's going to be given power for three and a half years to oppress the believers in Jesus during that time. They will all be defeated and ultimately thrown into the lake of fire when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. But the risk that each one has today that does not know that they have redemption through Jesus Christ is that they may fall for the delusion that these individuals are going to bring when they come into power. The delusion is going to have something to do with convincing the world to take a mark of the beast and worship him. It is very possible, and I think plausible, that when Satan is cast out of heaven, he and his angels are going to appear on the earth as aliens. There's all kind of episodes and programs and, and shows about 
aliens and what men wrote about when they saw angels in the past were really aliens and that we're thinking they're going to come back sometime. And there's many theories about these aliens probably seeded uh, the monkey's DNA with some of their DNA, and that's how we became human and all this kind of stuff. It's probably even going to become the dominant way of thinking about evolution. It's going to replace evolution ultimately so that when Satan is cast out from this war and he does come down to the earth, he'll present himself as an angel of light, as advanced technological aliens that are going to come back to earth and present us with technology and the answers to all the world's problems. He's going to be that delusion, if you will. And it's going to be something like if you just take this vaccine or if you just take this mark or something along that lines, that's going to turn you into something other than a human being because they've messed with human genetics for centuries. Back in Genesis 6, they took the daughters of men to wife and giants were the offspring of those unions. The aim was to dilute the bloodline of man so that the seed of the woman of Genesis 3 would never be born. Well, Satan failed in that attempt, and that's the reason why God destroyed the earth with a flood, because of the corrupted flesh and the corrupted humanity that resulted from that. Well, when God comes back, he's going to bring his wrath again to destroy the earth, and a very similar thing is taking place. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave unto them. So something is going on genetically that's a part of this plan. It's called the mystery of iniquity. It has to do with the mark of the beast. The only way you can avoid being deceived is to make sure you know you're going to escape from the wrath to come. And the only escape to be delivered from the wrath to come is to believe on Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Trust that he died for your sins and was raised again for your justification. When you do that, you receive the righteousness of God. He makes you righteous. We're not righteous. We're sinners in need of salvation. But he gives us that salvation freely through what Jesus Christ did when he died on that cross. The nation Israel may have rejected him from being their king at that time, and the kingdom of heaven was taken by force. But he is coming back to reclaim that throne. Don't you want to be a part of that kingdom? Why would you not want to accept the gift of salvation freely right now while you can? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, the Bible says. So we'll next week go into more depth, and we're going to go into very specific things concerning exposing the occult elite. Occult means secret. There's a lot of mysteries in the world today, not just in the Bible. The Bible's going to give us a lot of insight into what's going on, and we're going to do our best to discuss those things. So thank you for tuning in. It's a shorter message today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com.
Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at UTBNow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.